Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Let's talk about why sulforaphane is such a powerful remedy for autism. If you have any type of autistic symptoms or you have kids that have autism, I want to explain why a very inexpensive, low toxicity, virtually no side effect type remedy can create a huge impact on autism. So first of all, what is the sulforaphane? It's a chemical in broccoli sprouts. It's also in broccoli. It's in cruciferous vegetables. It's in other vegetables as well. And sulforaphane has some really interesting uh, benefits with other conditions as well. Apparently can kill off H. pylori, uh, which is involved in uh, stomach ulcers. It uh, has a profound effect on inhibiting HIV, the virus, hepatitis C, hepatitis B, and even SARS-CoV-2. But apparently in one study regarding um, autism, there was like a 65% improvement in autistic symptoms. I and mean, that's significant, especially those symptoms involving social responses. So what is going on here? If we could understand the mechanism, okay, we can then do more of that, right, with other types of remedies. So let's first take a look at what's going on with someone who has autism. Well, we know they have a low antioxidant capacity in their body. They have a tremendous amount of um, oxidative stress, which is basically an imbalance of lower antioxidants and higher oxidation going on in the brain. We have neuroinflammation in the brain. And when I mentioned antioxidants, uh, one of the main antioxidants that's lowered in autism is glutathione. And our body makes it. Now, I recently did a video on AIDS and the mechanism of what's behind this virus and what it does to the body. It tends to knock out uh, a really key player in our immune system called the T helper cell. And this AIDS virus has the ability to create glutathione and suck up a lot of the materials that are needed to make glutathione. And this makes you deficient in those materials. Okay. So now your own immune system cannot fight. And then it's like taking out the quarterback of the football team. I mean, nothing can work. Um, so this uh, T helper cell is involved in coordinating all these other players in your immune system. So if we can starve off that player, this HIV virus can then advance and wipe out your entire immune system. And so one of the protocols that is used to help uh, counter this is to use uh, selenium uh, and three other amino acids, which I'll talk about. And this protocol tends to increase glutathione and prevent it from depleting, thereby salvaging this T helper cell. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is that I did a search on all the different diseases and health problems that are connected with lowered glutathione. And I found all sorts of things. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer, autoimmune diseases, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenia. And of course, I already mentioned the H. pylori and the HIV and autism. So if we take a look at what's going on with all these health problems and the effectiveness of something like sulforaphane and glutathione and what it can do for these conditions, I mean, the question is like, what's going on at a deeper level? 
Well, I looked at that and I found some additional information. Apparently there's this protein that gets upregulated or triggered when you take sulforaphane or when you take selenium, which makes up glutathione, or when you take glutathione. And this protein is the master regulator of all of your antioxidants that your body makes, right? This includes glutathione, SOD, catalase, and there's just a whole bunch more. This uh, protein also activates the detoxification enzymes as well. And on top of that, it helps to regulate that T helper cell for the immune system. And it's the major protective defense protein against oxidation, oxidative stress. And it's called NRF2. Anything that can activate and turn up that protein is going to help reduce autistic symptoms. It's going to help reduce those other conditions that I mentioned. And so I want to give you a list of all the things that inhibit this protein and then all the things that upregulate or trigger this hormone. And that way you can come up with your own protocols for whatever condition you have. If it's autism or some other condition, but I want you to think with it and understand what's happening. The goal is to enhance the environment of the body to have this very strong antioxidant network because your body actually makes antioxidants, okay? And you can also get them from food. So if we can get more of those and strengthen our own body's ability to make them, okay? And then also inhibit the other things that can block that effect, we can then uh, naturally resolve a lot of health problems that we have. First, let's start with all the things that can inhibit this protein. We have high sugar diets, okay? That includes being a diabetic, having insulin resistance. We also have lack of sleep, stress, glyphosate. But not only that, we have soy and corn fed to animals, okay? So this is just another reason why organic is gonna be very, very important as well as consuming non-GMO foods. Alcohol, smoking, toxins, medications, infections, but there's also one more very interesting factor, and that is your own genes, okay? I've been getting into doing a deep dive into genetics, and especially uh, alterations in certain genes. Apparently, this particular protein, this NRF2, can be altered or mutated in a way that it's not easy to upregulate. Okay, which is another reason why you should do what I'm about to tell you. Because if you're going through life, you know, not really understanding that your own genes can kind of make you susceptible to problems, then you're at a disadvantage. Let me explain all the things that you can do to trigger this protein, NRF2. Number one, sulforaphane, which again is in cruciferous vegetables. It's in broccoli sprouts. It's in broccoli microgreens, which are a little bit older. They're like a, a week like seven to 10 day sprouts. So sulforaphane turns that dial way up, okay? So it, it gets you to express that protein in a, in a high level. But then you have also other things that can do it too, which are the kind of the precursors of glutathione. You have selenium, cysteine, glutamine, and tryptophan. These are amino acids, and you can find those in animal proteins, uh, whey protein, but they're in animal meats. Because, for example, if you don't eat animal protein, right, you may have a, a difficulty getting those specific amino acids. That potentially could be a problem. It might not be, but it could be. Uh, another natural remedy that can increase that amino acid cysteine is NAC. So NAC can also turn up the dial. But prolonged fasting also can turn up the dial. 
I already mentioned this cruciferous vegetables, but also vegetables that have sulfur compounds like garlic and onion. And also another one would be alpha lipoic acid. And then we also have the vitamins and minerals and things that you can get from your food or take as supplements. You just want to make sure that they're not made synthetically because that can rebound on you. But I'm talking about vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E. Zinc and selenium are really two powerhouse trace minerals that uh, can increase this protein. And then we have milk thistle. Regular exercise can also trigger this protein. The phytonutrient in green tea can also do it. And this last thing is another interesting point I want to bring up and just spend just a little more time on it. Your own gut microbes. Having enough of the right microbes and the right diversity can increase not just this protein, but your entire uh, network of antioxidants. So not only do they trigger yours, but they also make antioxidants and produce secondary chemicals that fight off this oxidative stress. So when we're dealing with autism, it's very, very important to also work on that and strengthen the microbiome.